But this morning, I just feel in my spirit to speak on a subject I call breaking the spirit of discouragement. I, I have done this thing a number of times. I've written a book on it. And uh, I want you to find time and consider this book and um, read it and also share what is written in it with people. Because I believe that we are in days of unprecedented levels and dimensions of um, discouragement. But, um, you know, it's, it's a period of um, serious discouragement. And um, discouragement is not a stranger to many people. It, it is. Everybody in this building might have experienced some times of discouragement before. And if you have never experienced it, then maybe start waiting for it because it's coming. When I look at Jesus, he had his periods of discouragement and so on and so forth. But one person whose um, time of discouragement I really want us to look at this morning is Elijah, the prophet. Um, when I see people like Elijah discouraged, I get encouraged because when you look at him, he's not the kind of human being who should run away from anything. So, you know, it's like when you write an exam and you get maybe 40% and you are crying and you meet people who are more intelligent than you and you ask them what did they get and they say 20%. In fact, their percentage encourages your 40%. So because you know you are not the only person who didn't get a good grade. Now, so if, if you ever got afraid or you ever got discouraged and you see a man like Elijah and the man is running away from something, then in your case, if you are standing and only, uh, it's only your heart that is beating, then you know that then your case is even better than Elijah who was running away. But here is Elijah, a man who goes on Mount Camel. Now, first of all, the man is so anointed, he's so powerful. He's raising the dead, he's multiplying oil, he's doing all kinds of stuff. Very powerful, very anointed. Then he challenges the prophets of Baal, takes them up to Mount Camel, brings down fire from heaven. After the fire had fallen on the sacrifice, the Bible said that the man now goes into Jezreel with Ahab. And then Jezebel sends him a message. In, um, in Jezebel sends him a message in um, First Kings 19 from the verse number 1 and he sends him a message and said tomorrow about this time may the gods do so to you and more if I, not, I make not your life like the life of one of the prophets whom you've killed and the Bible said that when the prophet heard that he rose up and fled the Bible said he went for his life so I can see a man who shut down heaven and he's running who shut up heaven and he's running. A man who brought down fire from heaven and he's running. A man who raised the dead and he's running for his life. A man who multiplied oil and he's running. A man who can multiply flour and he's running. Somebody who had God the way Elijah did. And he's running for his life. So, the Bible said he got to Beersheba and, um, sorry, Beersheba, yeah, which belonged unto Judah. And he left his servant there. And when a prophet leaves his servant there, it means I've retired from the ministry. And then he lay under that juniper tree and um, lying down under that juniper tree, he requested for himself that he might die. 
The man of God says, I want to die. I want to die. And there are many situations people get into. They want to die. I've met many people. I want to die. Women, men alike. I want to die. Because they, they don't like the disgrace that is coming. They don't like the pain they are handling. You can go to the hospital and they give you diagnosis. And the diagnosis, I mean, a bad diagnosis. And, and you are like, even if I'm dead, it's better. You can receive a letter from the court, receive a letter from a bank. Sometimes receive a letter from even the church. And you are like, look, I'm better off dead than, than, than living here. He requested for himself that he might die. And there are many who are requesting that they will die. And he said, it is enough. Now, O oh Lord, take away my life. For I am not better than my fathers. And talking about his fathers, I believe he's talking about men like Moses. Who in spite of all that they did, all the miracles they walked in and etc. Moses got to a place one day and he said, God, you know what? Just, just kill me or something. He said, just, just kill me. I'm tired of these people I'm leading. I, I want to die. And the Bible said, uh, God took him to the mountain, hid him somewhere. And then we don't even know where the man was buried. But... Later on, Jude said that Satan and um, Angel Michael were fighting for his body. Discouragement is a common thing that hits anybody who wants to work with God because the devil will attack you. And things will attack you. So, he requested for himself that he might die. He said, it is enough, O Lord. Take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. Verse number five. Verse number 5 says, And he lay and slept under a juniper tree. And behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there was a cake baking on the coals, and a cruise of water at his head. And he did eat and drink, and laid him down again. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat because the journey is too great for you. And he arose and did eat and drink and went in the strength of that meat 40 days and 40 nights unto Horeb, the mount of God. Go back to verse 5. And as he lay and slept under the juniper tree, behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. Tell somebody by you, Arise and eat. Now today, this morning, my concentration is on the arise and eat. That, that is just the chapter of the book I'm dealing with. Arise and eat. God will not take the, the food and put it in your mouth. You must arise and you must do the eating. In fact, I've met many discouraged people. And when you are talking to them, you realize you cannot do anything for them. Last week, I encountered two discouraged people. I spoke to them separately. When I finished with them, I knew these were dead cases. This is case which is dead on arrival. One of them, I talked to the person. I said, so, do you see anything wrong in the way you conducted yourself and things? You couldn't see. I talked to the other person. I said, look, I refer you to go and see so and so. She never went. Then you know that these are people you can never help. You know, the thing about discouragement is that God will give you everything he has to give you, but you must do the arising and eating. God will give you the cake. God will give you the water, but God will not arise for you, and God will not eat for you. 
Well, pastor, I'm, I'm depressed. If you are depressed, you must impress yourself. You must, you see, something God has put in a human being, something called the will. The desire to come up and be alive one more time. And you must will to live. That is why the Bible said, I will bless the Lord at all times. It has to do with your will. Listen, if you ever went down, it was not because of God, it was not because of devil, it was not because of people, it was because you refused to arise. I will arise and I will do something with my life. So the angel touched the man of God and said, arise and eat. Rise up. Get up. In the book of James, it's talk, James chapter 5, it talks about people that he said, is any afflicted, let him pray. Is any afflicted, let him what? Pray. It is your job to pray. If you are afflicted, let him pray. God will not pray for you. And I know people say, well, time will tell. Time heals wounds. I have never seen time heal any wound. You get a wound, refuse to apply antiseptics, refuse to apply antibiotics, refuse to put a plaster on it, refuse to bandage it, refuse to treat it, and tell yourself time will heal it, time will rather petrify it, time will make it worse. Time makes your case worse when you are doing nothing about the case. Time doesn't heal wounds. Time makes them worse. Whilst you are waiting in time, you must be doing things that can practically bring you healing. Time doesn't heal wounds. So here is, he said, is any, is any afflicted? Let him pray. Is any of you merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Now it's your job to call. I'm a pastor and I can tell you, I've seen many people who are sick or they are going through crisis in church. They don't tell nobody. When the thing becomes very bad, then they tell you that, you know what? I was going through things and nobody in the church reached out to me. And then you want to find out from them. Did you talk to the administrator? No. Did you talk to the pastor? No. Did you talk to home cell leader? No. They said, I expected them to know. Is any sick among you? Let him do what? Call. You are the one who should call. We were home on Monday when a sick man got up and carried himself from his place where he was and came to the house with his wife and said, we've come for prayer. He was very sick, but he had to come. I said, oh, but if you had called me, I would have come to you. He said, no, we wanted to come. He was very sick, but he still found his way there. Do something. Call for help. Cry out for help. When I say cry out for help, I'm not saying just lie down and cry. Because <laughs> crying will not solve your problem. You must release your faith in prayer. Am I talking to somebody this morning? Discouragement. You must do something. When you come to our church to the, 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 now in Bogatanga, desert pastures, the whole month, we call it the month of hallelujah. And we are just training ourselves and quickening our spirits to be able to shout hallelujah and praise the Lord no matter what the devil is doing around us. Because right now the devil is doing too many things. I was telling somebody, I said, one of these days we may see the devil physical. Because he's doing so many things, I don't know what is left. Strange things, strange attacks. 
people are going through dangerous phases in their life. So, what we are left now is to see the devil face to face, like the way I'm looking at this monitor speaker or this television monitor. But, but, but I know that even if he appears physical, by the grace of God, we will deal with the devil. I pray in the name of Jesus. May, may God help you and may God give you the grace. Am I talking to somebody? To deal with any situation of discouragement in which you find yourself. He said, arise. Arise. You have to get up. Arise and eat. What is he going to get up and eat? He's going to get up and eat cake and water. Now it's so amazing that when the man of God is discouraged and he lies under the juniper tree and he says, I want to die, God has provided for him cake and water. Now so, if you don't hear, you will not hear that get up. And if you get up and you can't see, you will not see the cake and you won't see the water. So hunger will kill you and thirst will kill you. The man of God got up and the cake is there. I've gone from the scripture. And the bread, the cake is there. And the water is there. For every one of us, God provides cake and water. The cake represents the word of God. And the water represents the spirit of God. So God will give you the word. And God will give you the spirit. That is why during a time of temptation, and pressure one of the things you should stay on most is the word of god but i remember a difficult part of my life last year i just decided i'm reading the whole of the new testament for just the two weeks or so i just read it every day i just read new testament profusely i said i'm reading the whole of the new testament and i just read it and read it and read it and read it and read it because man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes out of the mouth of the Lord. So you are not sitting down waiting for cake. Four layers or five layers, real cake, or in someone bread. But the word, the, the word of God is the cake that God has given to you. When you are reading the word, you will come across something that will just kick your spirit alive. So he got up and the word of God was there. And the water of the spirit was there. In fact, somebody who will not pray, somebody who will not look, he said, and he looked, and behold. So, number one, arise. Number two, he looked. God will not look for you. God will not look for you. But I, I have serious things I do with people who are discouraged. Number one, I don't even permit you to put your head on the ground. But anytime you are going through crisis and you realize that when you are praying, you go like this. And then when you are sitting down, you go like this. You should just know you have written your, whole, your own death sentence. In times of crisis, lift up your head. Lift up your head. It's a discipline. You, you must have the discipline to raise your head up. Because anytime your head goes down like a bull rush, you are giving the devil advantage. And anytime you see tears coming out of your eyes, Tell yourself, these tears are offering for the devil. And they are fuel in the devil's fire. You must purpose in your heart, the devil will not see my tears. I refuse to cry. In the night, I'll be talking about wayless and prevailers. 
the fact that you are not a whaler. These are things I've preached before. These are things I've said before. But in the times in which we are, they must be repeated. Because people will understand them better. I pray this morning, may you dig yourself out of the pit of discouragement. And watch this. I didn't say may God dig you out. I said may you what? Dig yourself out. Because I'm te- I tell you, people, if God decides to dig you out, but you want to stay there, even God cannot take you out. And I've met many people. They enjoy it. They just want to be there. They want somebody to phone them every day. They love the follow-up. They love the milo and the milk you bring to visit them. They like everybody to say, oh, Oh, one of, one of the things I hate is for people to sympathize with you. Then you are lying down every How is that people will come and say Sanu? Three people will come and say Kusawai. Frafra people will come and say Gafaraya. English people will come and say, Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Nigerians will come and say Peleo. What is that? Get up. Tell somebody about you. Get up. Come on, say something. Tell somebody. Just get up. Arise. Look. Look. You will see some help. He saw the bread. He saw the water. And I told you that the the bread is like the word of God. So you will come to church. The word of God is being preached. Or you read your Bible. Or you listen to radio. Or you watch television. Or something will appear on social media a scripture and the thing about those times is that when you are in those times and any word of god comes to you you are likely to reject it i say bible dear we know the bible i mean the, this is not about bible this is about reality the bible is more real than your reality heaven and earth shall pass away but my word shall never pass away there is no temptation that has taken you but such as is common to man. I don't know what you are going through today which nobody has overcome. Somebody has overcome the thing you are going through. So you too can overcome it. You can overcome it. Somebody has survived it. Somebody has defeated that thing. I have seen people with no legs, no hands. And they have survived it. They use only their mouth. To do everything, including writing. There are people with just the SHS and they've done something with their life. Others have never been to school. I have a gentleman in our church in Bogatanga who is not educated at all, but he has employed people. And he's one of the most blessed people in the church. I had, a, I had a revelation this morning and I was with a man of God. We are standing somewhere and we are doing some work and the man of God came and he didn't greet anybody and he left. So I called Chairman Clement. I said, Chairman, look, my friend came here. He didn't even greet anybody. He just left. What kind of bad people's skills is this? Why couldn't he greet anybody? Ladies and gentlemen, the level of discouragement we are dealing with in our world today to see people and walk past them without paying any attention to them is a sin punishable by capital punishment. I mean, they, they should kill you for ignoring people to die. 
people are going through things and many of them when you ignore them the next thing you hear is they've committed suicide here is a prophet sitting under a tree and saying i want to die but when he woke up and there was a cake on the fire and there was water that prophet lived he received strength and he went to mount horeb it was an angel who put the cake there but in somebody's case angel will not have to put the cake there you are the angel an angel will not have to bring the water you are the angel i pray that may god make you an angel to bring somebody life may god make you the angel that will bring somebody's cake and bring somebody water there is a word in your mouth to save somebody's life god said if men are cast down you will say there is a lifting up and god will save the innocent person he shall deliver the island of the innocent my bible said it was delivered by the pureness of your hands arise and eat who, who is going to put that cake there? And who is going to put that water there? 